0: Hey everyone, welcome to the Genesis audio devotional. My name is Christine, and our passage today is chapter 6 in Genesis, so let's get started. Then the people began to multiply on the earth, and daughters were born to them. The sons of God saw the beautiful women, and they took any they wanted as their wives. Then the Lord said, my spirit will not put up with humans for such a long time, for they are only mortal flesh. In the future, their normal lifespan will be no more than 120 years. In those days, and for some time after, giant nephilites lived on the earth, for whenever the sons of God had intercourse with women, they gave birth to children who became the heroes and famous warriors of ancient times. The Lord observed the extent of human wickedness on the earth, and he saw that everything they thought or imagined was consistently and totally evil. So the Lord was sorry he had ever made them and put them on the earth. It broke his heart. And the Lord said, I will wipe this human race I have created from the face of the earth. Yes, I will destroy every living thing. All the people, the large animals, the small animals that scurry along the ground, even the birds of the sky. I'm sorry I ever made them. But Noah found favor with the Lord. This is the account of Noah and his family. Noah was a righteous man, the only blameless person living on earth at the time, and he walked in close fellowship with God. Noah was the father of three sons, Shem, Ham, and Japheth. Now, God saw that the earth had become corrupt and was filled with violence. God observed all of this corruption in the world, for everyone on the earth was corrupt. So God said to Noah, I have decided to destroy all living creatures, for they have filled the earth with violence. Yes, I will wipe them all out along with the earth. Build a large boat from cypress wood and waterproof it with tar inside and out, and then construct decks and stalls throughout its interior. Make the boat 450 feet long, 75 feet wide, and 45 feet high. Leave an 18-inch opening below the roof all the way around the boat. Put a door on the side. Build three decks on the inside of the boat, lower, middle, and upper. Look. Look. I'm about to cover the earth with a flood that will destroy every living thing that breathes. Everything on earth will die, but I will confirm my covenant with you. So enter the boat, you and your wife and your sons and their wives. Bring a pair of every kind of animal, a male and a female, into the boat with you to keep them alive during the flood pairs of every kind of bird and every kind of animal and every kind of small animal that scurries along the ground will come to you to be kept alive. And be sure to take on board enough food for you and your family and for all of the animals. So Noah did everything exactly as God had commanded him. So can you imagine a world so corrupt that God was sorry he ever made it? Man, I mean, that that makes me so sad. Because remember when he made it? It was good. He said it over and over again. It was so, so good. And Like if this was Instagram, God would have posted like beautiful pictures of exotic places and animals in these amazing colors. And Adam and Eve would be there throwing a peace sign up in the air and every post would be hashtag very good. And then it started. The corruption and the lies. So first thing um, we see God doing is shorten lifespan. First, he had to make sure that humans didn't live forever, and so he made them leave the garden before they got to the tree of life because, you know, you can't be evil and live forever. That's just dangerous. Outside the garden, um, the downward spiral begins with murder and, you know, greed and who knows what else by the time we get to this passage and in Noah's timeline, we we find God drawing back um even a bit more by shortening the lifespan from as high as about you know a thousand years down to the one hundred and twenty. Maybe that would help, you know, curb the destruction, but it didn't because now there are so many people and and there's just so much sin and corruption and it is ugly god said he observes nothing but evil and and evil like infiltrates doesn't it Even the good men had compromised their standards. I mean, all kinds of immorality flowing from uh, mankind, affecting the earth and the seas and all of its inhabitants. The, The passage says there was so much violence. And to me, that implies this lack of value of anyone or anything except one's self. And I mean, I hate to say this, but when I look around at the world that we live in right now, there is so much violence and greed and lust and pride. And we can shelter ourselves away from that pretty good. But let me tell you, it is everywhere. I mean, I don't mean to scare you, but you have no idea what's going on in the house next to yours. And I feel sick about the kind of depravity that that I've witnessed or, you know, even been part of in my lifetime. But even if you have been sheltered, a quick Google or YouTube wrong turn, and you have seen stuff you will never unsee. So I start asking myself, I have to wonder, God, how bad was it? Like, how bad was it back then in Noah's time? Was it worse than this? Was it worse than now? Where was that line that God drew when he said, that's it, no more. I choose to destroy my creation. It is no longer good, not even close. So here's where I'm at with this passage. Yep, everything was evil. But then we see Noah, righteous Noah, not sinless Noah, not perfect Noah, but Noah who is faithful, Noah who is in a steady relationship with God. And I mean, I'll bet Noah was sad, too, and wondering how long, how long would evil rule. But in the midst of all of the violence and depravity, there he was, remaining faithful to God the best he could in a world that had gone mad. And God, God looks at Noah and he tells him, I'm destroying it all. No, no, not all. But I am starting over, and I am going to choose to do that through you. God is still doing that, you know. God is still choosing to do things through us, through his people every day, no matter what the state of the world is. In fact, in the midst of all of the wickedness of this world, he's choosing us to both uh, do good and represent good. And I believe that he still wants to change the world for the better to get back to that very good status. He still wants the world to be what he intended, and he still wants to do it through us. Verse 22, that last line was this. It said, so Noah did everything exactly as God commanded him. Yeah. Yes. Noah said, yes. I will do what you ask. I will follow your instructions. And, and it, it made me think of Jonah, the exact opposite, who when God asked him to deliver a message, he's like, nah, bro, <laughs> they don't deserve you. God, these people are so corrupt and violent. They don't deserve you. They don't deserve a warning to repent. And then Jonah, he just runs away. He does not do as God asked because he's bitter and he's angry. And and I think how many times have I pouted or sat down, told God no? Well, you know what? Too many. But not Noah. Noah, he says yes. Even if he did feel the same way Jonah did, He said yes. And, you know, we need to take a a lesson from that. We need to take that as a lesson and wrestle with it in our own lives. And so I'm going to just ask you one question today, really. Where is your yes today? Because that is what God wants Yes, I will be the peacemaker in this situation. Yes, I will feed the hungry. Yes, I will visit my sick friend. Yes, I will. What? Where is it that we can say yes today and help God recreate the world as he intended? Let's pray. God, your world has seen so much violence and corruption, and we are grateful knowing that you fully intend to restore all things to that very good status. Would you please help us see where there is a yes in front of us today waiting for us, and God, give us the courage to do it. We pray this in your name, Jesus. Amen. Thanks for joining the Genesis audio devotional today. Make sure you tune in tomorrow for a peek inside of that arc.